Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Molly Birchall, Communications Executive for the Chartered Insurance Institute. In this episode, I'll be talking to Andrew Oakley and Ian Simons. In this episode of the podcast, we are talking about the product simplification courses developed by the CII, Lloyds and the Lloyds Market Association. We are joined by Andrew Oakley, head of the LMA Academy at Lloyds Market Association and Ian Simons, customer director at the CII. Here is my conversation with Andrew and Ian. Hello, Andrew and Ian. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. No worries. Ian, to start with you, could you tell listeners about the course and what it covers? Sure. So there are actually two courses or two modules within the course. Uh, So both about product simplification, but we've split it into two versions of the same core content to try and make it as relevant and accessible to um, slightly different groups of people and functions. So if you're in a more of an underwriting or um, product manufacturing role, the product design module is more likely to be particularly relevant to you. Uh, And if you're in more of a sales or a intermediary role, product distribution might be more relevant relevant to you. But both of them cover broadly the same content, just with slightly different sort of case studies and flavors about how to apply it. And and the whole course is all about how we can apply design thinking. uh, So a methodology of bringing customer insight and customer needs right into the heart of the, uh, the, the process. So that means looking at uh, documentation, sales and distribution materials, um, and not just about simplification of language, although that's definitely something where we know as a sector on the whole, we can always do better, but also just the whole feedback loop and the way that the consumers engage in our products, everything from the way that things have been marketed to them, uh, understanding their preconceptions about what might be in a cover and and how the organization supports those needs. So it's, it's about looking at that whole value chain, um, every part of it, and making sure the customer's at the heart of it with an ethical view and making sure that there's um, a, a clear ownership and accountability for those customer outcomes all the way through. So uh, that's what's in the the product, uh, the modules, and uh, it's really aimed for the widest possible audience within insurance. Perfect. Thank you. And what is the learning format for the course and how long does it take to complete? So each of the modules is just one hour long. You could take longer if you're particularly slow, but I've done it in less than an hour. Um, So I would say it takes about an hour uh, and that's an hour each. I wouldn't recommend that people take both of them unless they're particularly keen to look at both sides of the table because there are a lot of overlaps deliberately between the two of them. So really it's one hour. Uh, It's delivered all digitally via the CII's Revision Mate platform, but don't worry, you don't have to be a member of the CII or uh, studying for a qualification to be able to access it. That just happens to be the platform it's delivered on. There's a small, uh, short, informal assessment at the end, and that's really just to make sure that you have actually 
understood what you were learning. It's not a qualification or anything formal or stressful. It's just really just making sure that you've uh, understood it, which you could, of course, retake or check if you if you do find you've actually misunderstood something along the way. So one hour digitally delivered um, and uh, pretty easy to consume at, at any sort of level or role and function within the sector. Thank you, Ian. Andrew, as head of the LMA Academy, why do you think these skills are important to people in the Lloyds market? Well, firstly, they're absolutely critical and and so important to the market. Um, And and if we look at the nature of Lloyds in the London market, it's always had that culture of agile product innovation. So it, it affects almost anyone and everyone across the market. Now, if we look at, you know, typically how you'd respond to a broker request for an extension or perhaps waiving um, a warranty. Now, that doesn't necessarily sound like product development, but over a period of time, you know, iterative tweaks like that start to actually to build up the products that we, we have today in the market and that we know are so familiar um, in today's market offering. Now, if we look at business interruption as, as an example, that's why business interruption became a product that made sense to those in the markets. Um, in essence, as a series of extensions based on standard defined perils. Now, many customers actually assumed it was probably something fundamentally different, but the reality was it it just wasn't. So with this in mind, the course's aim really is very simple, Um, building simpler insurance products to better protect customers. Now, if if we just take a step back, um, in 2021, Lloyd's Future Set, the LMA and the CII came together to jointly develop those two modules that that Ian has just outlined as part of the market's commitment to product simplification. Um, And also in response to a report um, titled Building Simply Insurance Products to Better Protect Customers. Now, if, if I look at this more generally, for me, all of this very much ties into the LMA Academy's mission of providing technical learning Um, And it does that to support skills and knowledge development among our member staff. Now, providing these training courses, yes, it helps our members stay up to date with the evolving nature of the business, but it also helps us um, and continues to support the high quality service for which the Lloyds market is known. Thank you, Andrew. And what kind of roles or functions do you think would benefit from these courses? Well, very much echoing what, what Ian has said, you know, anyone and everyone. So, you know, critically, this course isn't specifically aimed at people, you know, whose primary role is contract wordings or product research. Um, It's very much about ensuring everyone understands those core principles um, of design theory. And then more importantly, how do you apply that within an insurance context? Now, we also recognize that products will differ depending on your focus, but those core principles and frameworks are really all about ensuring the end customer's needs and their wants are at the heart of the product and and together with any advice or guidance they may have received along the way. Thank you, Angie. And Ian, does this course help firms and individuals align with the consumer duty? Essentially, yes. I mean, we didn't design this, as Andrew was saying, though, we didn't design it there, uh, and it's not intended to be a sort of uh, direct response to consumer duty because we were working on it before that had been concluded. But 
there's a lot of alignment. And I would certainly recommend that if firms don't already have something in place that demonstrates how a broad um, engagement with um, consumer insights and consumer benefits is threaded throughout the value chain, then something like this would be needed in order to be able to demonstrate that uh, that they have a clear ownership of those outcomes. Uh, and not just in terms of product in the sense that many of us think the, the cover and the policy wording, but the, the price and the value. Um, so, looking at all four of the uh, consumer duty outcomes, the products and service themselves, the price and value, the way that uh, the consumers understand the product uh, and the way that they are serviced throughout it. That's all what we mean by the product when we, from a pure marketing strategy point of view, when people talk about product, it's it's not the thing you buy, it's the way it's experienced, the value extract from it, et cetera. And that's, that's how we have to start looking at this from a consumer duty point of view. It's the outcome, not the, not the product really that matters. So did the customer at the time when they bought it have the right information in the right way to have understood what they were buying? Uh, and everyone in that value chain could be the intermediary, could be the insurer, could be any other element of that needs to be uh, a part of that. So, as Andrew was saying there, it's about making sure the visibility of the customer is clear and also your um, knowledge of how you can influence those outcomes is, is dialed up. So, everyone should feel like they have some uh, input to product development. You don't just sort of sit there and think, oh, well, I can see over here from my department that that's not a very good product, but that's not my problem. That's you know that's someone else's problem. The consumer duty is all about saying you've got to be um, wise to that, looking out for that. You could be looking at a interesting change in claims trends, or you could be listening to uh, customer feedback in your customer services team that indicate either people haven't understood the product or uh, that uh, there's a change in behaviours in what add-ons people are buying, etc. That all needs to feed back via some kind of framework that says, right, who who can who's authorized to make a change? Uh, what data do you need to do that? Who needs to feed into that? And that comes from all across any business. Doesn't matter whether you're a, a broker, an insurer, uh, and this isn't just personal lines and direct. Obviously, that's where people think of first when you look at um, where the biggest exposure is to consumers. Um, but these principles are just as relevant in a commercial, intermediated, complex business. Uh, it's just uh, a principle that needs to be set the heart and then, uh, then it'll apply everywhere. So, to go back to the question, it, it does certainly support a lot of the things that a good business would be doing anyway to uh, address consumer duty. And I would certainly recommend if you don't have something like it, it's, a, it's certainly going to be a good start. Brilliant. Thank you. And why should providers revise their approach to the design and development of the products and product documentation? So, obviously, I'm not sitting here saying that um, all insurers and all brokers need to do that particularly, but they certainly need, uh, as Andrew was saying there, to take a very clear look at what they are doing to ensure that outcome both because of consumer duty and also because of the uh, business interruption example that Andrew outlined uh, earlier. So, business interruption is just 
the one that happened to um, create a problem during the pandemic. Uh, but there are almost certainly plenty of other examples of, of, of products that we know have been uh, built iteratively over decades or centuries, not in any bad way for the best interests at the time when you got feedback, whether it's a, via a broker for an extension or whatever. But that iterative process needs to then be sort of objectively reviewed and the governance processes need to be in place to make sure that um, what might have been a, uh, a response to a problem 10 years ago, for example, is still valid today and that there is demonstrable insight that the people buying it still have the needs being answered that might have been the, uh, the, the original reasons for why something might have been developed 10 or, or further years in the past. So it's not necessarily that all products and policies need to be completely reviewed, but there certainly needs to be a uh, a more customer-centric approach to objective reviews of customer outcomes. So that's a woolly answer to a, a simple question, but uh, there definitely needs to be a, a broader engagement in that process. And, you know, it, it was business interruption in 2020. It could be any number of other scenarios uh, around the corner if we don't take a handle on this. And um, this is a good way of, of starting to get more, more hands to the pump. It's not one person's responsibility in a governance department or a compliance department. Uh, consumer duty clearly makes it uh, everyone's opportunity to try and, and try and fix that. So why not? Thank you, Ian. Andrew, how does product simplification fit in with Lloyd's culture and performance? Um, I mean, quite simply, it's a fundamental component of it. It's certainly core to principle five um, of the principles for doing business at Lloyd's. And, and in particular, you know, two elements to that. Um, the first is around, you know, design and oversee products um, and doing that through suitable governance structures that ultimately meet the expectations of the target market. And secondly, and, and Ian kind of alluded to this insofar as customer outcomes, very much around ensuring there are regular and robust oversight of those customer outcomes and that they're achieved and they're achieved using data and qualitative assessment. So, you know, if, if I look at the role of the LMA, you know, ultimately our purpose here is, is very much to make the Lloyd's market a better place. For me, this initiative does just that. Um, and, and this, along with other courses, are absolutely core to the development of our talent in the market at all levels and supporting that high quality service that the market is known for. Brilliant. Thank you. And finally, Ian, how can people find out more about these courses? So there's plenty on the CII website, as you'd expect. Um, so if you go to cigroup.org and just type in product simplification, uh, it should take you straight to either of the two modules I mentioned earlier, which will give you all the information about what's in it, uh, how you can access it, uh, how to buy it, etc. So um, go straight to cigroup.org and type in product simplification. Thank you. And thank you, Andrew and Ian, for sharing this information and for joining us on the podcast. Thanks very much. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio. To find out more, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk slash podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Thanks for stopping by. Until next time, goodbye.